baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Waldrop joined by my friend Mark Kramer this morning. A very happy John Tabor running the board of Odeth this morning. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning. It looked like they played with an edge about them. They had something to prove, and uh, and they certainly did that. They were just absolutely relentless. I told you the MVP for me was not, and the kid that, that scored all the points did a phenomenal job. The MVP for me for that game is who I voted for, and I don't think the kid scored, uh, was the Carter kid who absolutely shut down the best player on Zawali. I mean, the kid ended up, the, the, it was cut right for Zawali, who they've had a cut right there since like the 1950s. Since I was coaching. Yeah, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, no, which, is, but, which is before dinosaurs roam the earth. But he absolutely, Mark, shuts that kid down. Uh, Cutright ended up with 14, 16 points, but uh, no points in the first quarter. I think two at halftime. You talk about taking the heart and soul out of that program. Uh, my, my vote went to Carter, who I just love. Just the, I mean, just lock down. That, that's been his role all year. You know, just kind of he's good at it. Kind of funnel the <laughs> offense, get everybody set up, and then Josh is like, "Hey, that guy there, go shut him down." That's what he does. Uh, give me five of those guys, yeah. and I'd probably still be playing. But uh, what a weekend! Uh, for, and, and I was really fortunate getting to call. I think seven of those games, uh, including uh, I called the Woodlawn, Karen Crow game, which uh, the Woodlawn had a three out of the corner that rimmed halfway down. And came out, and Karen Crow able to escape with the win. Uh, some really, really good games over the weekend. But Mark Kramer, I got an idea for you. I thought about this, and, and we're going to get in the NCAA's. I, I'll go, I want you guys to know that. But I thought about this, and I'm going to put it together for tomorrow. I want to do one more week of high school basketball, and I'll tell you how I want to do it. I'm going to take all the state champions, and I want to do this on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Or maybe Thursday, Friday, Sunday. We'll give them Saturday off. Um, but I want to reseed the state champions and maybe one or two at-large teams. I want eight teams. And I want to have a composite state champion. They had it in Arkansas. Are you in for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was a big deal in Arkansas when I was in high school. Uh, they did it. I mean, it was a tradition. They had done it all the way back into the 60s uh, where – they had the uh, all the state champions from all the classifications uh, seated and played a composite state tournament. It was great, you know, when it was kind of like the old, uh, as you know, Terry, the old Indiana state tournament uh, where they didn't have any qual- any uh, classifications, and you just had sectionals and regionals and and you know small class B or C schools. That's where the thing, that's where the movie Hoosiers, that I whole deal came from. You had small towns playing big schools in Indianapolis in the state tournament, and you had one winner at the end, and that was it. Now, Indiana subsequently, I think in the last 10 years, has gone to classifications, uh, but in the, up until even the, the 1990s, they still had no classifications just in basketball. They just had one huge state tournament. But I thought it worked well in Arkansas. It was a big deal. 
for teams that won the state championship to go out and test themselves against the uh, uh, other classifications because you did have some uh, small schools uh, beat the big boys in the composite state tournament. So that was always fun to see. Yeah, I just, I mean, I thought, you know, the LHSA, as much as they're trying to make money, what a great idea that following week, and, and you take uh, you take eight teams and you bring them back, uh, you do it at different parts of the state. You can do it at Alexandria, Monroe, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, wherever. Boy, Baton Rouge teams did well this weekend. I mean, a bunch of state championships by the Baton Rouge area teams. Uh, New Orleans pretty much shut out. But, uh, you know, you, you think about going, you know, how about a Ravel St. Thomas Moore first round game? And then you go with someone like uh, maybe a Karen Crow, uh, Simsboro first round game. Winners take on Madison Prep and Walker. Uh, or however you want to seed it. I'm, I'm going to come up with a seeding for that. Give me Ravel. Over the whole thing? Yep. You know, I can't disagree with you, John, but I'm going to tell you what. Uh, Woodlawn, uh, to me, when I watch those teams play, Woodlawn, Karen Crow, Walker, and Ravel, there's not much difference between any of them. Uh, and Madison, And you throw Madison Prep in there. There's there's very little difference in, in any of those schools. Um, you know, I would tell you, I think Woodlong has a little bit of an advantage over a couple of them uh, just because they have size. But uh, as well as Rabel shoots the ball, Rabel put on a show uh, in that final game. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people down there, and, and I've seen them a couple times this year, a lot of people, well, you know, Red River should have beat them. They're not all that good. I'm like, you, you guys really – I don't think they obviously played as well as what they were capable of. And it happens down there. I mean, you know, it absolutely does at times. But uh, they came out in that championship game, and it, it didn't matter. I mean, North Caddo, who is a very good team. Don't – don't. I mean, look, they're the number two team in the state all year long. Uh, they beat a lot of good people. But North Caddo, that game was over about four minutes into the game. You can tell by body language. Uh, I love how Rabel shares the basketball. All those kids are so unselfish. And it's unusual. And you give uh, you give Coach West credit. It's unusual when you have that many really talented kids that they're as unselfish as they are. They're, uh, one, one play, and I actually got a chance to call that game, one play that stood out to me uh, probably midway through the fourth quarter. And the game had been over since, like, midway in the first quarter. Uh, there's a loose ball. There's two guys from North Caddo going to try to pick the ball up. And the big kid from Rabel lays out and dies probably about 10 feet across the way to get to the basketball. And you're up by 30. Like, you know what? Give me those guys. I love those kids playing with that passion, with that enthusiasm, playing for each other. You could tell they like each other. I had another coach tell me that we were talking yesterday. He goes, you know, they like each other. And, boy, you could certainly see that. But, uh very impressive. I couldn't bet against them, John. Uh, what I'd like to see, though, is I would like to see one more week, uh, and I'd like to see a, a an 18 playoff of the composite winners. Mark, how about you in on that one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Uh, as I said, I was part of it. I mean, I didn't play in it, but I was part of it uh, in Arkansas uh, in my high school days. So they, you remember the triplets from Arkansas that played at Arkansas under Eddie Sutton? Um, that's uh, Marvin Delph and Ron Brewer. Uh, those guys, I uh, played against those guys in high school. 
and uh, that's the year they were uh, 36 and 0. Uh, they, uh, Marvin Delph went to Conway High School, uh, right outside Little Rock, and uh, they ended up uh, actually playing in the finals of the Composite State Tournament against the lowest classification team. I don't know if they had B then or not in Arkansas, but I don't remember. But it was Parkdale. Parkdale's in the kind of uh, by the Louisiana border. Uh, I think it's over kind of across the border from Oak Grove and, and Lake Providence over in that area. But it was Parkdale. They were a bunch of little bitty 5'11", six-foot guys that could run around and shoot the ball and press the heck out of you, a full court on the – on defense and and they gave uh, they gave the big 5A Conway with all of those talented Division One players uh, everything they could handle in that ball game. I think Conway ended up winning by you know, five or six points. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to come up with this tomorrow. I haven't done it today or yesterday. I just thought of it, but I'm going to come up with this tomorrow. I'm going to come up with a bracket for you. Uh, five seven says, "Hey, random draw from the hat for seeds." And then double elimination. Yeah, I don't know that you could have double elimination. Take too long. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it'd be really cool to do that, but it'd take too long. I say you do it on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You play three days in a row. Toughest team wins. Not the most talented. Toughest team. Uh, three days, three games. And we will see who the absolute winner is. I like that idea. Um, cool stuff, though, this weekend. I really enjoyed the format. Uh, LHSAA. As much as people complain about them with with uh, Eddie Bonine and group, man, what an outstanding tournament. Lake Charles community really uh, does a great job. I'm going to tell you the difference, Mark, as far as a media and the coaches packet between the girls and the boys. You ready? Ready. The hospitality room for the boys is a thousand times better than it is for the girls. I mean, it's just – it's 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 not very good on the girls' side of things. And this was in Hammond last year. It was in uh, Alexandria this year. You literally get some uh, – and, and, look, I look like I need to be complaining about a meal, right? It's like Chef Boyardee spaghetti and, like, four meatballs on the girls' side of things. Uh, on the boys' side of things, uh, smoked sausage, boonan, uh, some steak burgers, fried catfish i mean it was outstanding yeah that's what you uh, get when you go to the girls softball and the boys baseball tournaments down in well basically in the lake charles area at sulfur um that's what you get in the hospital in the media hospitality rooms at those two tournaments as well so it must be the same folks uh, they get to cater those things because the food at baseball softball is outstanding yeah, it's, uh, it, it left a little bit to be desired on the girls' end. But uh, last year, uh, walk-ons catered it. This year, there was a local restaurant down in Lake Charles that did that. Uh, Chuck says, uh, of course, uh, Madison Prep had the kid Josh LeBong, who I've seen before, uh, signed at Georgetown. Patrick Ewing down there, uh, Georgetown coach, former NBA great. Look, I walked past Patrick Ewing. Uh, by the way, Patrick Ewing had uh, two steak burgers. Uh, in the in the line out there, I only got one. Of course, if you're seven foot tall, I guess you get to to get that. Patrick Ewing is a big dude. Yes, I mean like a big. And I've been around big guys. Patrick Ewing is a big dude. Uh, but down there to see uh, the kid from Madison Prep play. Madison Prep third state championship, I think, in three different classifications in the last four years or whatever. Yeah, but them being in in uh, non-select is a joke. I mean, let's face, let's be honest about it. 
them being in. And, and I like because, and he did it in a nice way, but I heard the interview on the morning drive this morning that they had with the Ravel coach. And I love, and it, like I said, he put it nice, but I love the way he kind of called them out. He goes, hey, listen. He said, we play with the kids that go to our school. And that makes this even even sweeter that we're able to win a state championship by playing with the kids that just go to our school. And I like that because uh, he made a point also. And even when one of the one or two of the players were interviewed, they said, hey, all of us have been together since junior high. And, uh, you know, like I said, for Madison Prep, uh, with them having open enrollment and everything, for them to still, I don't know, who has the connections in Baton Rouge or with – uh, the uh, the association, but it's just a joke that they're still in non-select. Just yeah, just they, telling, just saying. Yeah, they flipped them back and forth. And, and look, I'll take I'll take uh, up a little bit for for the select schools like that because you know if you're in Baton Rouge, if you look, if you're around here, some schools aren't very good, and you don't really want your kid in that school. And I'm not talking about athletics; I'm talking about academically or the demilitarized zone. So, a lot of these schools, especially Baton Rouge and New Orleans areas. Uh, they become athletic powerhouses, and that is what it is. But a lot of parents just want their kids out of the environment of a bad school. So, I, you know, I can't fault them for that. When you come back, there is something I want to fault people for, and I'm going to have a little tirade about this when we return. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walder, Mark Kramer filling in for Jamie today. Uh, shout out to Jamie. Hope you're doing well. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. The edge rolls on after this. This week is full of luck at McKinney's 33rd Annual Spring Open House. Here's Richie McKinney. This week, McKinney's has special prices and financing on Hustler mowers. Prices start at just $25.99 on the Hustler Raptor. Plus, financing available at 0% for 48 months. Register all week to win a Hustler Raptor mower. Then join us this Saturday, St. Patrick's Day, for the drawing, free food, and refreshments. Don't miss the 33rd Annual Spring Open House going on all week at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. Restrictions apply. See us for details. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. 
I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Keep your car spotless with the Rocket Fast Unlimited Wash Pass. For as little as $19.95 per month, you can wash your car as often as you want. And while you're there, you can always enjoy our free vacs. The Fast Pass is good at all seven Rocket Fast locations, from Monroe to Shreveport, including our newest at I-49 and Piermont Avenue. Rocket Fast, the fast and easy way to wash your car. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, uh, my buddy Mark Kramer filling in for Jamie. John Tabor running the board for us today. You can reach us. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762. You can call us. You can text us to Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Again, 888-993-7762. Got several texts uh, that we will read. Mark, I do want to do uh, do one thing today. And before I get into the NCAA tournament, and I'm going to go off on that one as well. So, uh, two things. And... and both of them really bother me. And you guys know, uh, I had a guy tell me this morning that listens and I appreciate it. He goes, you're unfiltered. That's what I like about it. Well, here I go. So the national anthem before all the state championship games in, in basketball, before every game they have the buildup, which is the light show and the, you know, the, the announcer talking and one team is going to have a chance to walk into greatness. Look, I get all that. It's really cool. The teams will line up, and they'll sing the national anthem. Mark, at what point in our history did we become whoever sings the national anthem has to put their own spin on it? You've got to, like, change the way uh, that the words are arranged, or you have to change the inflections. I'm sort of a traditionalist. You know, sing the national anthem. I, I'm not a singer, but I understand it's not an easy song to sing. I get that. But at what point did it became did it become like uh, swimming and diving in the Olympics? You get degree of difficulty points. The 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 person that was doing it, and it was probably a kid. And so I'm not insulting anyone out there. I'm just telling you from my uh, perception, just from my. Uh, enjoyability factor, respect factor. The The national anthem Saturday on the first half of the day, it was the same individual that, that sang it every time. It changed every time. Uh, the, the wording, the voice inflection, 
Uh, it was just bizarre. Have you ever been in a situation where you hear that and you're going, what song are they actually singing? Oh, yeah. When I was with Louisiana Tech last weekend or week weekend before in Frisco, Texas, the third, the last game that Louisiana Tech played against Baylor, the young lady, uh, she was probably between 25 and 30, uh, sang the national anthem. It had to have been the longest national anthem version I have ever heard in my life. It was like she was getting paid by the second to do the national anthem. It was, oh, and I can't sing, but, oh, say can, like that. And it was like that the whole time. It took like five minutes. It had to have been the longest one ever. People up in the yeah, press yeah. box at Frisco were sitting there looking at each other like, man, is this for real? <laughs> yeah, you got to rewarm up again, right? Right, I mean, exactly, yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're going to jump, uh, and I want to come back to this topic. Uh, I don't get to take callers that often because the way we, we do our show now, the, the line is uh, tied up. But uh, good thing is uh, you're in the Rustin studio. I'm in the West Monroe studio this morning, so your calls are welcome. 888 which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and text line and uh joining us uh the first caller i've had in a while coach Mo, welcome in man appreciate you calling oh man we're out of school this week and i'm just heading to the hunting club and i'll call a little bit of your topic and it, and it just uh so happens i have quite a bit of input on that because i deal with young kids today in today's world and i've been in it for right at 30 years and i've seen uh kids change and society change and and, and i have just a a, a very sound logical explanation for this guys if you look in society today and our youth everything is about i i i me 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 and if if you'll look at the market that our pro athletes are putting out there even our entertainers everybody has a certain look from tattoos to earrings to color in your hair everything has everybody is marking themselves odell beckham jr and i could go on and on and on about everybody putting their stamp but if you go back in this basketball season, I'll use this for an example. Uh, to my day, when I was coming up, in, in the NBA, you had players that were identified with one team and one team only. Magic Johnson was a Laker. Larry Bird was a Celtic. Dave Bing, which a lot of y'all don't even know who Dave Bing is. Played West for the Pistons. Uncle, they, were, they were all for the Bullets. They were, they were with Larry Wright, all yep. those guys. Uh Rick Barry, Golden State Warriors. Everybody now is going to the greener grass syndrome. Where's the money at? It's all about I, 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 me, me, me. It's all about endorsement. And even when these entertainers or kids or no anybody is singing a national anthem, they got to put their freaking take on it and, and being respectful. And not, and not being respectful. They put their agenda on it. I don't give you one example of this. I might get in trouble for this. I have a daughter that... Uh, was raised in the same society, and she was an I, I, me, me, me. And she got accepted to West Point Military Academy, and she's been there for a year. And, guys, I could tell you the military broke her down like I have never seen. And when she came back, even after six weeks basic training, it was a whole different person on the respect level because it was no longer about I, 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 me, me. It's all about us and we. We have an IME society, and it's, 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 it's really gotten bad, and we have a selfish society. Not as a whole, 
but I, a, a very vast percent of them are, and that's why you see this. I, look, I couldn't agree more, Coach. I, uh, You know, the other part of what I was going to talk about, and I'll let you speak to this as well, is when the national anthem is going on, you got people having conversations, talking on their cell phones, just abject disrespect for just a moment of silence for the men and women that uh, that protect this country now and, and that uh, have done so in the past. I have a I had a grandparent that passed away not too long ago, maybe ten years, and she said she told me, she said she said, son, this group of people that's coming up now have never seen this company at, this this country at war. They've never seen sacrifice. They got plenty of food to eat. They never went through a depression. They don't appreciate anything. And they don't appreciate what it took for um, for you to have the rights that you have, for you to have the freedoms. And I'm not going to get in on the standing of the national anthem because I have my own personal beliefs, and I'm not going to infringe on anybody else's personal beliefs. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't care if everybody's men, and there'll be one guy standing at our high school football game, and that'll be me. Because I know what it took because I've had relatives die in it. Until you had went through some suffering or paid a price, it's not going to be important to you. And and I coach, and I coach high school football, and you all know where I coach at. And that's the number one thing we have to set on our kids. And we went to the Superdome this year. And I ain't going to say whether we should have won or not. The team we played, West Feliciana, was, was a little bit better than us. But I can tell you what, we had something going. And you can see it when these kids first come in at freshmen. They loved each other as a group more than they loved themselves. And this country right now, they don't love the country they love themselves more and they don't understand what togetherness and bondage is and that's how I come you had all these families and stuff falling apart and one more thing and i'll let you go the number one thing i, t- I t- try to teach our young men the number one problem in america is deadbeat dads daddies that don't do their job they don't stay at home they're not role models it ain't it don't matter what you say it's how you act and and our kids they cover that and that's why we've been successful Brad, I couldn't agree more, man. Appreciate the call, and you are dead on. Appreciate uh, appreciate Thanks, the input. Yep. We're going to go ahead and take our Thank second you. break. Yeah, we're going to take our second break. I, I don't want to follow up on that. I want to go to break because that's somebody that's doing this every day, folks. And, uh, you know, agree, disagree, and that's the luxury we have of being in America, Coach Kramer, is that we can agree and disagree. But uh, the one thing about it, that flag protects uh, and the men and women behind that flag or what protect all of us and ensure that we have the right to do what we do. So much respect from this end uh, to our to our military, to our police, and all those people that uh, that provide a sacrifice. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Mark Kramer, Tabor running the board. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spinevel. Parent for the special people in your life, folks. Hook them up with a Spinevel gift package. Uh, Lemmy Lane in Monroe, 807-1060, 318-807-1060, Spinevel in Monroe. Back in a minute. This week is full of luck at McKinney's 33rd Annual Spring Open House. Here's Richie McKinney. This week, McKinney's has special prices and financing on Hustler mowers. Prices start at just $25.99 on the Hustler Raptor, plus financing available at 0% for 48 months. Register all week to win a Hustler Raptor mower. 
Then join us this Saturday, St. Patrick's Day, for the drawing, free food, and refreshments. Don't miss the 33rd Annual Spring Open House going on all week at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. Restrictions apply. See us for details. Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge brings huge discounts so you can make a great deal on your new Ram truck with 14000 off MSRP on 17 Ram 1500 Longhorn or get 13000 off on 17 Ram 1500 Laramie or get 11000 off on 18 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn or get 10000 off on 18 Ram 3500 Crew or get an 18 1500 Quad Cap for only $29.9. do not miss Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. No need for you to worry, no need for you to fret. Coal Banker Group One, proving to be the best. So if you want to buy or sell, put us to the test. Coal Banker Group One, put your mind at rest. Allison West Monroe, Rustin R. Monroe, Office 3610300, each office independently owned and operated. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe. 355-8595 If you could talk to your animal when they say they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears that's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital. 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. For making things better. Cause your opinion don't matter. This a maniac. It's gonna step on whoever. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Waldrop, Mark Kramer, Tabor running the board on this Monday, the 12th day of March 2017. Day after uh, March Madness brackets were uh, were released, Mark. I don't know if you watched that. It was on TBS yesterday. I did not. Uh, was not interested. the new bracket show. Was not interested. Uh, oh, heard, or heard that it was terrible. Uh, it would it would have to improve to be terrible. Why is it that we have something that works and, they and people and are sort it. of accustomed to it and it works and we've got to change it? Every uh, it's just kind of like Coach just said a minute ago. Even the networks, it's all about hey, can we outflash somebody else? Can we make a big deal and a big splash and put something uh, kind of tricky and and uh, you know unusual out there to draw more ratings than you know the Joe Blow Network? And so you have and it doesn't yeah. work. So you got Ernie and Greg who do the NBA stuff and do very well with it on, on TNT. They, they're very good at the NBA. I don't think they watch college games. 
because the delivery, uh, you could tell those guys weren't comfortable doing it. You know, let them talk about uh, the Golden State Warriors or, What's like or Cleveland and LeBron. Dude, yeah. they're, they're abs- outstanding at it. Even Charles Barkley can sort of bridge the gap a little bit. A little, but you can tell even on an analysis basis that Barkley is not used to doing college because he knows the pro game backwards and forwards, knows all the players. So even when he does commentary on college games, you can tell that he's a, just a little bit off. It was it was awful yesterday. So instead of giving the brackets up there saying, okay, you know, now the number one seed Kansas is going to play and they'll have a cutaway to it and they'll find out 10 seconds before they're going to play Gonzaga in the first round and they show the kids celebrating and high-fiving, which is part of the excitement to the show and the excitement for the kids. They're going to list in alphabetical order all the teams that made it because they've stretched this thing out to sell more advertisement time is what it is. Don't kid yourself. And now in alphabetical order, so if you're illiterate or at least close or know someone that is, you can figure out that all of a sudden when they pick up Oklahoma and uh, they didn't do Notre Dame, yeah, Notre Dame, you're out. I, I just I hated the way it was done and then the brackets, the way they were. It was, I don't know who developed that. But uh, I put out on my social media, whoever came up with that concept, they need to reassign them to doing luge coverage in North Korea. And then I offended somebody that likes the luge. So uh, we ended up with shuffleboard. or How about maybe the skeleton? Covered... Yeah, it's just, dude, really? But it was it was awful the way they set it up. And I'm not even going to get into yet. Yeah, I am. If you're a mid let me let me give you a definition. I've done this. I think I've been doing uh, back when it was ESPN, now Sports Talk uh, Radio. I guess maybe five years, Mark, with you guys. Uh, I'm getting older. I, you know, I'm not the new guy anymore. I guess, but I've been telling you this ever since the day I came on the air. Let me give you a definition of low major basketball. If you have to win your conference tournament. To get to the dance, you are low major. I mean, how many times does do the they have to spell this out for you? Now, do I think there's some teams that got left out yesterday that are absolutely deserving? Yes. Do I think there's some absolute garbage that got into the tournament? Yes. How the only reason Oklahoma got in the tournament? I know. Look, I get they started out 14 and two. They lost, uh, what, 10 of their last 12 games, including being blown out a bunch of times. Uh, they dang near have a losing record getting to the tournament. Oklahoma State beats them twice. Oklahoma State beats Kansas. They beat West Virginia. Oh, they beat Oklahoma twice. Yeah, they're not in. Makes perfect sense. Oklahoma's in because they have Trey Young. Trey Young is everybody's point trying to portray him as Steph Curry. He's in it to sell tickets and generate interest. Oklahoma has no more business being in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I can make the argument for LSU. Who doesn't deserve to be in either? And they're not. And they're playing Lafayette in a first-round NIT game, which is appropriate. But some of the people that they put in and then some of the ones they snubbed. So my question to you is this, Mark Kramer. If I'm a mid-major conference, remind, or, or, let me remind you the definition of mid-major. If you only have one team in the tournament and you have to win the tournament to get to the dance, why are you going to take a chance on, you know, you play all year. Look at uh, Middle Tennessee State with Kermit. Yes. 
you play all year, you absolutely dominate a pretty decent conference this year and historically. You play all year and you win. You have one bad night in a four-day tournament and you're out. So if you're a mid-major, low-major conference, and again, low-major is anybody that has you have to win the tournament to get in. Why do you have the tournament? You're not making that much rev, uh, revenue from television. Why not send your best, your your league champion to the NCAA? You know what? We're just not going to have a tournament. I've been a I've been a proponent of that for years and years and years. I know it's about money, and I understand all of that. But the the conference champion that wins the wars day in day out, travel schedule. Uh, playing Thursday, Saturday games, uh, you know, in con- two completely different cities or playing a road game, then back to a home game with the travel and all that. And you play that many conference games, 20 to 24 conference games. Uh, the winner of all of that grind, that's who deserves to go to the tournament. You know, it's ridiculous for conferences. You, uh, I think Middle Tennessee this year is a great example you know, uh, the only thing I would differ with you a little bit is that Conference USA is not very well respected uh, among uh, basketball schools as a, as a very good basketball conference overall from top to bottom. But you're only going to have one team in. And so, again, like you said, send your best team. I mean, it's ridiculous for why even have a conference season? Just let everybody play everybody and then have a conference, you know, just have the conference tournament at the end and then send the winner. Well, why have a conference season and a conference champion if that champion who wins that grind through the whole season is not the team that goes to the NCAA tournament? The at-large bids should go to non-winners of conferences from, say, from if they have the tournament, then have everybody else but the conference champion in the tournament. Don't make them play it because they've already won. And then if somebody really does well or has a good record and they came in second, then, you know, give them a chance to get an at-large berth. But I'm for the conference champion from the season is the one that should get the automatic bid. Well, here's my question. The money that you're making, that these schools are making off the conference tournament. Oh, the, the attend- Real quick, the attendance and now I'm not talking. I'm talking. You're talking right now about the mid-major schools, uh, yes. the, the regular conferences. Yes. The attendance. If you watch any of those games, you can just pick anybody. Even some of the Power Five conference tournaments. You look at the attendance at a lot of those games. It is horrifically bad. Yes. So they're ACC not making cash the there. Exception. Yeah. Yeah. They're ACC not making, is the exception. Yeah, they're not making cash there. I can tell you. Well, you take you take a Southland Conference, or you take a Conference USA, Sun Belt, whichever you know. Take your pick. Or the Horizon League. Yeah. Okay. Let's the let's Southern take Middle Conference. Tennessee State. All right. Let's take Middle Tennessee State in their conference. Uh, the the amount of money it costs you to have the conference tournament uh, versus the amount of money. What happens if your team, your best team, gets to the dance and they win a game? That's uh, revenue sharing for the entire conference. Am I correct? Yes, they all or, split it. Yeah, and they all split it, but there again, that I would suggest to you that revenue is significantly more than the deficit that a lot of these conference tournaments or conferences run 
on a, on a men or women's basketball tournament. You want to talk about huge money losers? Dear God, run a women's basketball tournament, folks, and not have UConn there. Other than that, they're all losing big. And, again, I understand the point is not money, but then, again, you're telling me on the other side that it, it, it is. Right. If I'm a mid-major conference or a low – and, again, guess what? If you if you have to win your conference tournament to get to the dance, you're low-major, folks. Sorry. Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody wants to yeah, – well, I think I'm the only guy that's ever told you that uh, I was a low-major Division One coach because – Back in the day, you had to win the Southland Conference or the old Transamerica Conference to get to the NCAA tournament. Guess what? You still do. I look at all these pro, these these things that you have to do, and then you're going to take an 18 and 14 or whatever they were Oklahoma team, or you're going to take some of these other guys, Syracuse. There is no way Syracuse should be in the NCAA tournament. Oh, except they have an enormous alumni base and their traditional Bayon. power. Bayheim is a draw, so they can make money off of that. Syracuse, give me a break. St. Mary's a little bit of an exception, uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm going to tell you why I didn't. I didn't get that. I got much more uh, issue with Middle Tennessee State being left out of the dance than I do St. Mary's. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. It might surprise you a little bit. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, or Mark Kramer. Oh, no, Jamie no. Fox. You're twice the man <laughs> in stature that uh, Jamie Fox is. Which direction? But at any rate, speaking of twice the man, this segment is sponsored by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, special in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is the man for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute. Are your legs tired and weak? Are you able to walk less than you used to or want to? How about sore, achy feet at the end of the day? These symptoms could be peripheral arterial disease or PAD. When in doubt, please check it out. Call a heart, lung, and vascular clinic location near you today to schedule an appointment. 329-1900. Dr. Borders has clinics in West Monroe, Monroe, and Winsboro and offers outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience. Call the Heart, Lung, and Vascular Clinic today. 329-1900. Put some green in your spring. With McKinney's Spring Open House this week, here's Richie McKinney. Now is the perfect time to saddle up on that bike you've been wanting. Take advantage of our spring savings on Kawasaki motorcycles, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, and jet skis. Save $1,000 on 2017 Kawasaki 900 Vulcans. Save $2,000 on a 2017 Kawasaki Terex side-by-side. Or get on the water with a 2017 jet ski. Save up to $1,500. Stop by this week for savings throughout the store. Register all week for a zero-turn mower to be given away this Saturday, Lucky St. Patrick's Day, along with free food, refreshments, and live music. It's our 33rd annual spring open house all week, only at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. Recommended for 16 years of age and older. Read owner's manual and all on-product warnings. Training course recommended. And Kawasaki Jet Skis always wear a USCG-approved personal flotation device, eyewear, gloves, and footwear. 2017 BN900 CMSRP 8499, 2017 KRF 800G 14999, 2017 Ultra 310X MSRP 15 Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? This year's fourth annual Jim Taylor Memorial Sales Event is benefiting MedCamps of Louisiana. Each year, MedCamps provides free summer camps to children with chronic illnesses and disabilities from all across Louisiana. It's Ford Truck Month at Jim Taylor in Ruston. We have a huge inventory, and we're making the best deals of the year on all 2018 F-Series. Come shop with us this month and help support MedCamps during this tremendous event. 
Help support MedCamps and get a real Jim Taylor deal. Listen up, folks. At Greg Tillys in Bossier City, we have five new triple wides in stock. Come help us celebrate our 40th anniversary and save thousands. Own a manufactured home? We'd love to take it on trade, and we will give you top dollar. See us today at Greg Tillys in Bossier City. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up is committed to helping you preserve the life of your engine with the highest quality maintenance service for your vehicle. Chevron is now their featured oil. Speedy offers tune-ups, brakes, radiator service, headlamp restoration, and 17-point oil change. They're your Bridgestone Firestone dealer and provide nitrogen tire filling. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up, providing Chevron as their featured oil. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up, 315 North Surface Road, Ruston. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Mark Kramer filling in aptly for uh, the vacationing, actually. He's uh, he's having some stuff done. Jamie Foxx, I appreciate you coming in today. Uh, no problem. Mark, uh, it's, Always it's a been pleasure. fun. Hey, I wanted to do this, and everybody every year is very upset over the NCAA tournament. So obviously, the thing to do is is add more slots to the NCAA tournament. That way, we could get more eighteen and fourteen teams in, and uh, everybody would be happy, and they would make more money. Uh, St. Mary's, St. Mary's is twenty eight and five, and out of that, you would say, you know what, uh, twenty eight and five should get you in the dance. Well, should it or should it not? Who did you play? Uh, yeah, Gonzaga at 30-4, and 17-1. Gonzaga is really good. St. Mary's is really good. BYU at 24-10. and 10, And San Diego at 18-13. And, and uh, everybody else below in the West Coast standings. Well, if you look at St. Mary's and you look at their schedule, I think they uh, the majority of their wins – Mark, and I think the NCAA uh, selection guy put it out there. The, they were listed as one of the first four teams out, along with Baylor, Notre Dame, and USC. And and who and what is that? I mean, I know that that's the way they put it out in the media, and that's the, new, the biggest thing for the bracketologists, which is a bunch of garbage, too. Oh, dear. You Lord. and I Bra- could do. If I hear one more guy saying, I'm a brat, I got hit four times last night by bracketologists. Yeah, you and I. to come on the show. You and I could do the exact same thing. But um, what is the, yeah, what difference does it make if you're the first four in or the first four out? I just want to be the first one in or the last one in. What difference does it make? Where did four come from? Why is it four? Four out and four in. Why isn't it the last in and the last one out? Because that's yeah. what that's what really matters. Because uh, you're you're stoking the you're stoking the movement here of uh, of people, and and, uh, and in some cases they have legitimate arguments. Uh, St. Mary's with a forty RPI, and with a forty RPI, they're telling you there's thirty six at large slots. Yeah, you're not good enough. Uh, here's the deal. And uh, who was it? Rasmussen, Bruce Rasmussen who is the committee chairman, uh, they ask him about it. He goes, look, St. Mary's did not play a very challenging schedule, even non-conference. Of their 28 wins, all but four were against teams in the last two quadrants, which means the last half of the uh, of the field uh, in the entire NCAA Division I 
division. Uh, the committee broke down the team's schedules, strength of opponents, side of game. Uh, the Gales were 4-3 and three against the top two uh, quadrants, and they were 24-2 and two against the bottom two. And, and here's where Randy Bennett comes in. And, and, look, I understand what he's saying. Hey, and they're asking him about his, his, his uh, quality of schedule. Number one, if you're in a conference, there's really not much you can do about how good you're. This is the same Central Florida argument for the national championship in football. Uh, the Western Athletic Conference, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU. That's it. But uh, they're talking about his non-conference schedule, which, by the way, you do have control over. Randy Bennett said, look, you don't get to pick, hey, we'll play you and you, and we want to do home and home, we'll play you away. It's not like that. There's a lot of uh, basketball economics involved in this thing. And so Bennett said, look, we had wins over Dayton and Cal. Normally those two teams are pretty good. Uh, they would have been rated higher this year, not, not so, so much. much yeah. uh, and, again, that's if you're St. Mary's, you're sort of like Louisiana Tech was with Mike a couple years ago, Mike White. You are really good, and people know that. And so what did they do? Louisiana Tech went on the road a couple years ago, and they beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma. I think they lost to Syracuse at Syracuse by a basket, and they still didn't sniff to get in. And so I would suggest to you, had they beaten Syracuse at Syracuse, they still wouldn't have got in. They're not going to open that door and let people like that in. you got to win your conference tournament. It's the system, the way it's stacked against you right now. I ain't telling you it's the man stacked against you, but it is. And so St. Mary's is in a quagmire in the sense that you're good. You're really good. Uh, Wichita State is really the only team that's overcome that. And, and it took two Final Fours to do that. St. Mary's, nobody's going to play you. I mean, St. Mary's is going to pick up the phone and call Oklahoma. They're going to call Texas. And they will be more than happy to play St. Mary's uh, in Oklahoma or in Texas. So Kentucky would be more than happy to play St. Mary's in Rupp Arena. Uh, you're not going to get Notre Dame, uh, Carolina, Duke. They'll all play you. They're not going to the West Coast. You know, Terry, and, that's, a, yeah. that's a good point uh, that people ask me some stuff like this all the time and go, well, you know, why is uh, why do you have the this school beat the big school in the tournament when you know they haven't lost or whatever? And, you know, and the the point is that they never play any road games except in in conference play. As you said, with scheduling, they yeah, they schedule all these people, but they're always home games for them. Anybody can beat anybody on a neutral court. And that's the difference in the NCAA tournament. That's why you see so many upsets is because all of a sudden, like Syracuse, it was a couple of years ago, uh, they were getting hammered because they played, and this is not a joke, they played six weeks of the college basketball season and did not have a road game. They were within the state of New York. Now, they played a road game, but they may have driven, you know, 50 miles or stayed somewhere in New York, but they didn't leave the state of New York for six weeks. That's how the big boys schedule their basketball. Yeah. I'm looking at Syracuse schedule here and um, yeah, it looks like they were home until uh, they had to go on the road and play Georgetown. Uh, well, I'm looking at the date on this one. Um, yeah. Syracuse uh, nine and one at home, and it was back in January. 
So literally, I mean, you if you have enough money, you can buy. We call them guarantee games. Oh yeah. And so you buy all the games. So that's why you see the upsets in the tournament is that uh, most of these schools, except for conference play, where they know the teams backwards and forwards, they very seldom play uh, a lesser team on the road or at a neutral site. And and so thus you get into these situations and you don't have, you know, Murray State or, or some of these teams going into uh, the big school's venue to play. And it evens things out a little bit. They're they're 11th in the ACC. They're they're the 11th team in the ACC, and they got in. Uh, I I just, I don't get it. And if you look at what Syracuse did, one, two, three, four, five, six, they lost four of their last six games, including North Carolina blowing them out. Uh, They beat Wake Forest and Clemson uh, in close games. Blown out at Boston College, blown out at Duke, uh, and Boston lost at College North Carolina. is not a big basketball power. <laughs> I mean, but it, you know, at what point did you look at the Oklahoma resume, and it's and it's even worse. I mean, Oklahoma absolutely uh, was really good early on. I think they were probably people uh, favored to. They were what one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. <laughs> Oklahoma was next to last in the Big 12. How's that for you? There were one, two, three, four teams with eight and ten records in the Big 12. Oklahoma was the only team that had a worse record in the Big 12 than Oklahoma. Iowa State at four and 14. Oklahoma's eight and ten, uh, including Oklahoma State beating them twice. Oklahoma State is 19 and 14. Oklahoma on fire uh, early on. And then all of a sudden, you talk about collapse down the stretch. Uh, they lose. They, they beat Baylor in a close game. Alabama beats them. Uh, West Virginia beats them. Iowa State beats them. Texas Tech beats them. Texas beats them. Kansas blows them out. They beat Kansas State. They lose at Baylor. They beat Iowa State. And they lose to Oklahoma State for the second time. And and yet, they're in the game. They're, they're in the tournament. Absolutely no business being in the tournament. None. I have a question Zero. for you. Yep. And this not just it's it's apropos here for our discussion, but it's happened in other sports and in other tournaments. So I'm throwing the general question out there, even though it does pertain to the tournament, what you're talking about with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. What happened to head to head? That's always your first tiebreaker. If teams have a certain, a similar record, and when I say similar, within two or three games, one way or the other, if they have a similar record, what happened to head-to-head being the first tiebreaker? As you said, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma twice. They didn't split. They beat them both times, and they get left out. To me, that's just an injustice that is just undeserving of any kind of positive comment. Yeah, and I think that's the, the frustration with it. I mean, is is the answer to expand the tournament? No. Because we're always going to have people that are upset. Look, I, my biggest thing is, I'll tell you, Middle Tennessee State, absolutely. Does, what else can you do? I mean, you talk about being stacked against. And every year, the mid-major guys, and, and you know, Look, Kermit's going to do this and everybody else is. You can't come out and say what you really want to say, Mark. 
because they're going to use that against you. If you come out and you blast the NCAA, hey, if you're Bayheim or somebody like that, or uh, you know Notre Dame, you absolutely can blast people. It's not a big deal because uh, it's so much easier to get into the tournament because of your school. If you're a mid-major, quote unquote, and now all of a sudden you didn't get in. And you blast them. You don't think those guys hold grudges? Because at the end of the day, it's dudes in a room somewhere cutting deals. Don't kid yourself. That's what it is. And they would rather have Oklahoma in than Middle Tennessee State. Do I think Middle Tennessee State or St. Mary's is going to win a national championship? No, but nobody thought that uh, uh, Butler would get there either or that Gonzaga would get there. Uh, you know, and is it the same vein as Central Florida in football? No, it's a different world. But yeah, I'm just it it it, just, it really befuddles a lot of coaches. And again, they're not going to say it, but they have stacked the deck against these mid-major teams.